This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. We are living in a world of lawlessness and spiritual deception, the love of many even growing cold. Recently, Pastor Ray taught on staying stable in unstable times. He encouraged his listeners on what they needed to do to ensure they would continue standing upright and stable, even in life's most unstable moments. In today's powerful two-day series, Recognizing the Signs of the Times, he identifies some of those things causing uncertainty in people's lives and how important it is that the believer recognize them for what they really are, biblical warnings that Jesus is getting ready to return for His church. For many, this will be a life-changing message encouraging them not to be further deceived, but rather pay closer attention to these words of Jesus Himself. Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not expect Him. The signs are there, but are you ready? We are living in chaotic times, but we should not be so surprised. Amen. Amen. You see, people are shocked and surprised, but we shouldn't be surprised, because this is what Jesus spoke or even prophesied about the day that we're living in and I believe what we're experiencing right now. So I want to just look at some verses here today and we'll make some comments as we do. So go over to Matthew's Gospel chapter 24. We're going to go to Matthew's Gospel chapter 24. And we see very clearly um, in these verses a lot of things that are going on in our world and in our country as well. And um, Let's go to verse 3. It said, Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us when these things will be, and what will be the sign of your coming? The sign of your coming. I don't know how many people really live expecting Jesus' coming. Some Christians don't even realize that Jesus is coming back again. How many of you know that Jesus is coming again? He spoke about it. The Gospels speak about it. The Epistles, we'll see. There are a couple of uh, references to the coming of the Lord. And, 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 and they're asking, they said, what will we know that the sign of your coming, uh, be the sign of your coming and of the end of our age? So they had some insight and understanding that, um, because Jesus was trying to teach them and tell them that things are going to come to an end. And I think we're closer than ever. That's just my personal opinion. You know, I'm I'm not going to pretend uh, or or make believe that I understand prophecy. I don't. I'm I'm not that, you know, knowledgeable about Bible prophecy to that degree. I have some general knowledge, but I don't even think you need to have any knowledge. I think you can feel it. I think you can just feel that something's going on. Now, if you're, if you're a believer, if you're a Christian, then you've got to be feeling it. Right? How many of you are feeling something? Something is, something is stirring in the spirit. 
So, so Jesus goes on, he figures, you know, well, now's a good time to explain a little bit more of what's happening or what's going to happen. And Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. Now, I can preach on that for a while. Let's just take a moment and just reflect on that. Like never before, brothers and sisters, we've got to be extremely careful that no one deceives us. And a lot of times those deceptions come in the form of spiritual leaders. Just because something sounds good doesn't mean it is good. Just because something looks good doesn't mean it is good. There are many deceptions that are going on. Some of them are taking place right before your very eyes and you're not even aware of it. You're not aware of it because those who are the leaders of those deceptions are covering it and keeping it so hidden because all they want to do is make disciples to themselves and to their cause and ultimately lead people into the pits of hell so they hide it because that's what deception is. Deception is sneaky. Deception is hidden. Deception wouldn't be deception if it didn't feel like it was real or right. You have to understand how the devil works in the realm of deception. But there yet there are so many Christians that are deceived, so many people. Well, the world is deceived, but so many Christians that ought to know better. And I'm going to tell you one of the reasons why Christians get deceived. Because you start to think with your head and not with your heart. You are led... You are more led by what is the, you know, the popular point of view or by what other people are doing and saying rather than being led by the Spirit of God. Because if you took the time to sit and pray and seek God and seek His Word, you would have clarity in your spirit over what is right and what is wrong. The Bible talks about that. There would be a time where we would call those things that are right, wrong, and wrong, right. Good, evil, and evil, good. And we're living in the, in, in the throes of this right now. So take heed that no one deceives you. So one of the things that I just want to dwell on for a minute again is that like never before, we've got to be spiritually in tune and spiritually alert and spiritually awake and on our game that we're not allowing ourselves to be deceived. Just because everybody else is doing it doesn't mean I'm going to do it. Just because that's what, you know, everyone before me did, does, did it, I'm not gonna, that doesn't mean I'm going to do it. So take heed that no one deceives you. The more you focus on this natural world and what's going on in this world, the more open to deception you're going to be. Because whatever you feed your heart with is what you're going to become. Did you all hear what I said? Whatever you feed your heart with is what you will ultimately do or become in your life. So, you know, one of the things that I've done of recent is um, I used to be a news hound. I've shut the the news down. I have. I've shut it down. I just have worship music going on. I pray. What I do is I choose what news I want to read because I am in charge of my life. I don't have to let everything in. When you're watching the news, everything just gets thrown in at their will. But I can go to websites and just pick out what I, I can read highlights. Say if I want to know more about that, I can read it. So we've got to really guard, guard ourselves. All right, so take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. 
So there is a great spiritual deception that will, uh, that I believe is already taking place and is, we're already seeing it. All right. And uh, so many will come proclaiming that they're, you know, they're the Christ or, or they've got the answer or whatever it be and will deceive many. And you will hear, verse 6, of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. So now you think over the centuries that we're most familiar with, there have been wars, and they've been on, they've been fought, they've been won, there's been prosperity, and then there have been more wars. So wars and rumors of wars have been happening for generations, right? But he said, you're going to hear of this on the increase, but the end is not yet. Just because you hear of a recent war doesn't mean the end is, is yet. He's just saying... Wars and rumors of wars will be on the increase. So that's what we have been witnessing over, you know, in our generation and generations that uh, came before us. We have been witnessing wars and rumors of wars and unrest. And, and he would say, he, he's pointing out that this is one of the signs of the end of the times. So there would be wars and rumors of wars. But he says, see that you are not troubled. In other words, we're not supposed to be troubled because of all this. They right. said the end is not, not here yet. As a matter of fact, what we're supposed to be doing in this season, while, while prophecy is being unfolded, what we're supposed to be doing is we're supposed to be laboring in the, in the vineyard of God. We're supposed to be sharpening our own lives and, and you know, educating ourselves in the word of God and building ourselves up in our most holy faith and, and doing the works of God. And, and here, you know, this, this is not popular, and I know a lot of people don't want to hear this, but we're supposed to be leading people to Jesus Christ. We're supposed to be preaching the word to somebody. And that doesn't mean you're a preacher, you know, you're, you're a fivefold. It means you are a laborer in the fields of God. That's all you are. You are, we are nothing but humble gospel workers. So he says, you'll hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. So all of this stuff must happen, but the end is not yet. And he goes on to say, he elaborates, for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences, earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. So what we're seeing, I believe, in our world today is just the evolution, the development of what Jesus prophesied back then. It's just getting worse and worse and more difficult and more difficult than ever before. You know, I found myself saying, as it related to church recently, when I'm talking to some of my friends around the country, pastors and ministers, that I really pity and I have a lot of compassion for the younger generation that's coming up as pastors and leaders in, this, in the church. Because they're going to have to deal with things that we didn't have to deal with. They're going to have to overcome things that we didn't have to overcome. You know, it was like a whole lot easier when I started out in ministry uh, than it is today for this present or younger generation that's coming up under us. And, but that also holds true for the whole world because really things have become more difficult. In general, it's become much more difficult. And that's part of what Jesus is saying. He said there'll be wars and rumors of wars and there'll be trouble and there'll be famines and there'll be earthquakes and pestilences and all these things. 
He says, all of these are the beginning of sorrows. So sorrows have been on the increase. Am I right? Are you all feeling this? I mean, my, my, all right, it's all the beginning of sorrows. Then he goes on to say, then they will deliver you up to tribulation. Now, this is really important. And kill you. And you, now listen, are you ready? Because this is really important. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Now, I don't know about you, but there is a hatred that is evolving and developing in our nation and even around the world against Christians. I hate to say it. I, I, I would never have dreamt that there would be a hatred in our country against Christians. It's interesting to me how all the other religions, Muslims and everybody else gets a pass. But when it's a Christian involved, they want to crucify them. Watch very carefully. and li- Listen very carefully. There's so much compassion for every other religion But when it comes to Christianity, somehow we're evil. We're deplorable. Somehow there's something very evil. Are you listening to me? Because you need to be, you need to pay attention to this. Because this is a sign of the end of the sign. People don't tolerate Christians. They look at us, when when you tell someone in the world who's engrossed, and I'll just just say it this way, who's been, who drank the Kool-Aid. You speak to someone who's done that, and they look at you like a psycho Christian. Why? Because we stand for righteousness. We stand for holiness. We stand against sin. And unfortunately, in our society, a lot of what we stand against has become acceptable to this society. Much of what we have, what we stand against, I'm going to say it, we stand, has become acceptable in this society. And if you stand against it, you're an oddball. You're a weirdo. And they hate you for it. They will hate you for it. This is the world that you and I are facing today. You see. So, he says, they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And you see, one of the... One of the <laughs> One of the things that you and I as believers have to be careful of is that we have to be careful that we do not shrink back from our testimony and shrink back from, from telling the world that we are Christians, that we love the Lord Jesus Christ, that He is our Savior, our Lord, our God, and our King. We, we cannot for a minute ever back up from that. I think I told you a little story when I was on vacation and I was in the store um, shopping. I'm still overwhelmed by this. And when I was away a couple weeks ago, and I was in the store, and I, my, my niece and I were commenting about what a beautiful store this is. And there was a man standing there. And he had a mask on, short guy, thin guy, older guy. And he came over and he said, well, thank you very much. And I said, well, you must either work here or you're the owner. He said, well, yes, I'm the owner. So we get started talking. And, and the next thing I know is he starts witnessing to me. And I was kind of speechless for a second, and I actually welled up with tears because I I was overtaken by the boldness 
of this guy in the middle of his store when he doesn't know who's around. He doesn't know if anybody's going to be affected. Because most people would want to protect their business. Well, I don't say anything, you know. I keep my mouth quiet because I don't want to offend anybody. Well, Jesus told you many are going to be offended anyway. You're not going to stop it because if that doesn't offend them, something else is going to offend them. People are looking for a reason and a cause to be offended. This is the time. This is the season. This is where we are in the world. And this is what's happening in the earth. And most especially what's happening in our country. So he's boldly confessing. And he, he said this to me. He says, well, I don't know where you stand with God. He said, but I love the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, I nearly broke down in tears. I had to hold back tears. And I said, wait, wait, brother. Wait, I, I, I've been saved for about 37 years. I've been serving God for all these years. I said, you know, I'm a pastor. And he said, oh, that's awesome. And we just got to talking and sharing and talking about a lot of things that are going on in the world today. And uh, he just kept talking about how God blessed his business and helped him to navigate through all of this COVID and saved his business. Powerful, powerful. People aren't going to tolerate us because of our belief and our strong confession. So like, like never before, we can't shrink back. We've got to become more bold about our faith. Come on, somebody in this house. We've got to become bolder with our witnessing and telling the world that we love. I, I tell you, one of the things that bugs me so much is how people shrink back when they have an opportunity to stand out and, 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 and declare Jesus the Lord of their life and tell the world what Jesus has done in your life. It's just amazing to me how they'll shrink back or they'll be persuaded by somebody else. See, we're not weirdo Christians. We're not psycho Christians. We serve a God who is a righteous and a holy and an honorable God. A God who will honor his word and honor his people and bless his people and take care of his people. This is the God who we serve. He said, but they're going to deliver you up. They're going to hate you. They're even going to kill you. Because of your faith in, in Jesus Christ for his name's sake. And many will be offended and will betray one another and will hate one another. And this is even happening in our land. I was so saddened by a story I heard the other day. Well, I heard, I heard a couple stories, but how they will betray one another. But I uh, was talking to, uh, talking to a young lady. And there was a young woman who was telling me a story about how she was on, you know, the internet and she has a friend or had a friend for 12 years intimate friend close friend shared the most intimate parts of her life she told me she said that that woman knows everything about me because that's how intimate we are we we, we laughed together we cried together we did all kinds of things together and um and she said she said you know she posted something about some of the political stuff that's going on in the in the country today and she said i just posted a comment, an opinion, a thought that was my own thought. And she said, but it didn't line up with her belief. And she said she responded to me by saying, I never want to see you again in my life. I mean, there was a lot more to the ugly response. And shut her out, deleted her, uh, you know, deleted her as a friend on Facebook and deleted her on her phone book. And I thought to myself, wow, it's getting pretty serious. This is a pretty ugly, stinking, ugly world that we're living in. But we shouldn't be surprised because Jesus said that this would happen, that there would be offense 
And people would betray one another and turn away and hate one another. You see, um, you know, even I have to say, now I, I don't like to be political at all, but sometimes I see things and it, it just stirs up in me like, like when down in New York City that during the throes of the COVID that, that they were encouraging people to call a number and turn in your neighbor's if they weren't wearing a mask properly. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Open your eyes and see that we are living, we are living in what Jesus proclaimed, what Jesus told us we would be experiencing, that we would be in a time where people would betray one another, turn one another in. This is very serious times that we're living in. You know, I know everyone's got their own personal opinion about what's going on, and you've got your own personal position. But let's take all of those opinions and positions, and let's bring them back and balance them by the Word of God. Let's bring them back into balance and correct them by the Word of God. This This is what would be happening. So there would be hatred. There would be people would betray and hate one another and be easily offended by all kinds of things. And he says, let's keep reading. He said, but then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound. Oh my God, please open your eyes to the truth of God's word, please. Because lawlessness will abound. The love of many will grow cold. I heard a story this morning that made my blood curdle, made my hair stand on end. Maybe you heard the same story. There were two police officers, very young. One was a woman. I think the other was was a man. They were sitting in their car just minding their business, and some lunatic came and shot them both. Now, that that, that would be bad enough if the next scene, which I think compounds it and makes it so much more worse. So this guy runs away and they try to get these two police officers to the, to the hospital and there was a group of protesters who set up a blockade and would not allow the ambulance and were shouting things, let them die, let them die, let them die. Read about it. Open your eyes and see the ugliness of the place that we are in this world. And as a Christian, you have to fight this. You cannot be involved in it. You should not be a part of it. You should not condone it. You should hate it. And you should pray against it. And you should curse it. And you should rebuke it. And you should stand your ground against it with everything you've got. And because lawlessness will abound. The love of many will grow cold. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. Before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. Hello, this is Pastor Ray. I wanted to take a moment from today's broadcast to tell you about a brand new book I've written that's just become available for purchase entitled Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise. I wrote this book because of after more than 37 years of pastoring, I see too many Christians, both newly saved and those mature in their walk with God, fall victim to a device of the enemy that he has been using against God's people ever since the beginning of time. It's simply a threefold plan of discouragement, doubt, and compromise. I know this material will be a tremendous blessing to you in encouraging and stimulating your faith and helping you to truly be more than a conqueror. Why not go to my website right now and order your copy, PastorRayNY.com. Why not order a copy for a friend as well? That's PastorRayNY.com. 